0: Welcome to the Sun Salt Light teachings and podcast where we would love for you to know and grow in the Son Jesus Christ and be the salt and light of Christ everywhere you go. We hope you enjoy this teaching from Pastor Michael Petit of Calvary Chapel Divine, Texas. This radio ministry is actually a ministry sponsored by Calvary Chapel Divine. You can find out more information about the church at calvarydivine.org. Their service times are at 10 a.m. on Sunday as well as Wednesday night at 6 30. They're located at the VFW in Divine, Texas, at 211 West College Avenue. Remember, you can get more teachings, the digital devotion, the podcast, and listen to the radio station, Sun, Salt, and Light, through calvarydivine.org. Here's today's teaching. Amen. Amen. So, Psalm 118. Psalm 118 is actually, Psalm 113 through Psalm 118 is actually the psalm the Levites would sing consistently. Psalm 115 through 118 is the psalm for Passover that they would sing. Jesus specifically sung this, if we look at Mark, or in Matthew chapter 26, 30, and it says, and when they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives during the Last Supper. Uh, One of the things I love about that is if you think about it, if you read the first part of the psalm in Psalm 118 verses 1 through 4, It says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, for His steadfast love endures forever. Let Israel say, His steadfast love endures forever. Let the house of Aaron say, His steadfast love endures forever. Let those who fear the Lord say, His steadfast love endures forever. Jesus being fully God, fully man, singing that while He was here on earth. You read the next part of the verse in Psalm 118, verse 5 and, uh, through, uh, through 8 there. It says, Out of my distress I called on the Lord, and the Lord answered me and set me free. The Lord is on my side, I will not fear. What can man do to me? The Lord is on my side as my helper. I shall look in triumph of those who hate me. It is, it is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in man. As Jesus, you think about it, He's on the cross and He says, Father, forgive them for what, I, for what they, they know not what they do. And, and you read this and you say, the Lord is on my side as my helper. I shall, I shall look in triumph on those who hate me. I, I think one of the things that we need more in this country and, is we need, to, we need to, to really understand that verse a little bit more. Uh, one of the things we were watching last night is Pastor Skip as he was talking about all the different communities of, of people that we need to be ministering to. And he used the acronym LOVE. And within that acronym, the first thing he said is that we need to be able to listen to them, but listen to them and hear their background. Not just be ready to throw Scripture down their throat. Then he said we need to be open to walk alongside of them, pray with them, and point them to Jesus. Then the V is value truth. We share our truth, but it cannot be done without love. Those two things are married together. And then the last is to esteem. So quickly, we're ready to disrespect and tear down instead of respect that person. You wouldn't want to be talked talk to without respect, right? But yet we do it sometimes when we're we, beat, we pick that Bible up and we just start beating them over the head with it. We're not supposed to be doing that. We're supposed to love those uh, that, that need Christ. And, and we're, we, we need to understand that, that not when you came to faith, was there a light switch that just fixed everything? It wasn't for me. It wasn't for me. It took, it took a year to fix a, a marriage that was 22 years of a wreck. That was through Christian counseling. That didn't happen overnight. I gave my life to Christ. I came in and I, I talked to Pastor Joe, spoke with Pastor Louie over the next few weeks and Pastor Hector. And, and I assumed that everything was just going to be fixed in, a, in an instant. My wife didn't get the memo. Right? I love this psalm. The stone that the builders reject has become the cornerstone. It's probably one of the most quoted scriptures throughout the Bible. And yet, it's this one that that Jesus, during His last week of ministry, quotes as He's sharing a parable. Now that parable is just, as He's sharing a story, He casts that truth alongside of it. So He casts Psalm 118, verse 22 there. And it says, "Have have you not read this scripture? The stone that the builders reject has become the cornerstone. This was the Lord's doing, and it's marvelous in our eyes. And the thing is, is what we don't understand is if we want to stay in our self-righteousness, we want to stay in, in, our, in our sin, then we will stumble over that stone. But if you choose to build your, your life upon the rock, is what we're supposed to do, He becomes our cornerstone. In Isaiah chapter 28, verse 16, it says, Therefore, thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am the one who has laid as a foundation in Zion a a stone, a tested stone, a precious cornerstone of sure foundation. Whoever believes will not be in haste. And then the Apostle Paul wrote about this as well in Romans chapter 9, verse 33. As it is written, Behold, I am laying in Zion a stone of stumbling, And a walk of offense, and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. And then 1 Peter, chapter 2, verses 4 through 8, As you come to him, a living stone rejected by man, but in the sight of God, chosen and precious, you yourselves, like living stones, are built upon spiritual house to be a, a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifice, acceptable and good through Jesus Christ. What we see here is the cornerstone. It's the stone that they actually, the first stone that they would set as they made the whole building. Every measurement was based upon that stone. Everything we do, everything we measure in our life should be based upon Jesus Christ. The way that we're supposed to lead our families, our marriage is based upon the Word of God. Too many of y'all are spending too much time watching things and that you should be watching, and actually you should be spending time filtering the things through God's Word in your life. So the Bible should be kind of like this as you look at your, your world. And especially as fathers and grandfathers, you need to be catching those things and saying, No, that, that can't come in the house. Can't have it. I, I, I know the grandkids like it. I know they watch it at their house, but not in mine. I just got done watching. My, we got four grandkids. All four of them belong to Jesus now. They all gave their lives at VBS, Vacation Bible School. That's the first generation of petites that's starting off with the cornerstone. Look at Daniel chapter 2, verse 45. It says, Just as you saw the stone was cut from a mountain by no human hand, and that it broke in pieces the iron, the bronze, the clay, the silver, and the gold. That's the statue that Nebuchadnezzar saw. And that's each nation. Each nation that fell, that was prophesied. Each nation. The Babylonian nation, the Medes and the Persians. The Greeks. The Romans. And eventually... The Antichrist but it's been prophesied and it says a a great God has made known to the King that uh, what shall be after this the dream is certain and the interpretation sure a stone cut from a mountain by no human hand a cornerstone that will eventually judge the world and you will either stumble or accept. You'll either reject it or accept it. I'll end real quick here. Because I know we don't have much time. And I know the hardest thing I always thought. If I ever taught at Hawaii. This would be the hardest thing. Is to sit and look at the water. As somebody's preaching. But I wanted to give you. A, a practical application. Of this verse. Okay. I want to read to you. In Luke chapter 23 verses 39 through 43. Today you will be with me in paradise. The first one, rail to him, blaspheming God in evil, hurling insults at Jesus is what that word means to rail in the Greek. And the only thing I could think about is he's become, Jesus is in the middle, and he's got the thieves on both sides. And one of the thieves reject him. And blasphemes him. And both these thieves are on their last breath. Once you go into crucifixion, there's not much time before your lungs fill up with blood. And you're done. You have to step up to try to get air. Eventually you drown. And his last thing he's going to do is Rail and blasphemed God and that cornerstone that's hanging on the cross with Him has become the stumbling block. The other thief recognizes right? He says, but the other rebuked Him saying, do you not fear God since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? Hey, we're guilty. We're all guilty. If nobody's told you, you're guilty. And there's only one person that can pay for the price of the sins and that's Jesus Christ. That's why he came. That was the whole purpose. I didn't understand that. I used to go to a Catholic church and I would try, why is Jesus back on the cross again? I didn't understand why he was crucified in the first place. It was never explained to me. And when I asked that in catechism, I got put in the corner because they said I was being smart. You know, I was asking a question, I was being serious. But he's saying, hey, we deserved the punishment. This man did not. Do you not fear God since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we are receiving the due reward of our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. And he says, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And he said to him, truly I say to you today, you will be with me in paradise. So I'll end it with this. The question is, have you rejected him or accepted him? Are you stumbling through life stumbling through marriage issues, family issues, financial issues, addictions, whatever it is, that stumbling block that you keep rejecting, he's saying, build your life upon me. Do you see the parallel here? One will be remembered in paradise. The other has an eternal destination as well. It's hell. It's hell. And guess what? There will be people that will revile Jesus even as He returns with their very last breath. Because they want to be gangster. Because they want to try to be hard. Because they want to have mochismo, whatever it is, that, that thing that our, our, my uncles used to try to have. They always try to be hard, and it's like, that's that's that guy on the cross. I don't need you. And yet he's taking his last breath, and with his last breath, he's rejecting Jesus. Today may be your last breath. Because none of you are promised tomorrow. And so I'm going to ask you to bow your heads. Don't worry about what your neighbor is doing. Tells us very simply, and and uh, that we are to repent of our sins. And and simply as we we repent of our sins, and, and and we realize that we're a sinner. We need to recognize that Jesus died on the cross for you specifically, and for your sin. And we ask Jesus into our heart. And then we begin to build our life upon the cornerstone, Jesus Christ. And so I want to give you an opportunity. Don't worry about your neighbor. Don't worry about what's going on. We're fixing to go out here and have people be baptized. You can give your life to Christ right now, and I'll baptize you today. Anton will baptize you today. Joel will baptize you today. Jesus, at the beginning of his ministry, did what? Was baptized. It took me a year before I finally stepped in in the Rejarios pool. And that day, the devil was playing with me all day. I wanted to leave so many times, but God, by the grace of God, I was baptized that day. If you want to receive Jesus Christ, just repeat this prayer after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. I believe you died for my sins on the cross. I turn from my sins, I turn to you, open the door of my heart and my life, I confess you as my personal Lord and Savior, thank you for saving me, amen. Thank you so much. That was Pastor Michael Petit from Calvary Divine, Texas. Remember, if you need to get more information on the church, you can do that at calvarydivine.org. God bless.